Recently, an interviewer asked me a frustrating question. Why are we constantly watching leaders on television who are boastful and self-serving? My answer? Because the leaders we see on television in the United States are predominantly politicians. Those politicians, be they Republican or Democrat, often place their political careers above the broader issues of the country. Those are not the leaders who inspire me every day. My career as a customer experience consultant has given me access to some of the most remarkable CEOs, senior leadership teams, and frontline leaders at iconic global brands. Every one of the leaders I've come to know atop these high-performance companies understand the importance of listening, unifying, and rallying teams to achieve a common vision. As a specific example, John Gaynor, the CEO of International Dairy Queen, a great leader who will be retiring at the end of 2017, demonstrates inordinate levels of approachability, humility, compassion, intellect, and candor. All of that's packaged with high-performance expectations and a commitment to creating shared profitability for his franchisees and the International Dairy Queen brand. I could similarly delineate the strengths of any number of leaders like Ben Salzman, the CEO of Acuity Insurance, a company that's parentally chosen as one of the best places to work in America. Ben is a strategic thinker who's playing five moves ahead on his business chessboard, and he does so with remarkable humor, ferocious passion for people, and an unflinching commitment to creating stakeholder value. The follow-up question from the same interviewer also generated an emotion-rich answer from me. The interviewer inquired, Isn't a lot of leadership success today simply a matter of choosing the right technology before your competitors do? My answer, no. Okay, I can't stop with a one-word answer, so I continued, The great leaders I know start by listening with their ears and eyes. They ask lots of questions. They watch their teams and customers. They survey for trends and they find tools, many of which come from technology, to position their people, products, and processes for success. Often during these types of interviews, I leave feeling regret about an answer or two and fear that some of my answers are nothing more than opinions. But with regard to the two questions I just recounted, I know I'm on solid ground. In fact, a recent Harvard Business Review article suggests that leaders of profitable businesses spend the predominance of their time with people, not technology. Looking at a CEO's workday, not just their time in the office, Harvard Business Review's survey of 1,000 CEOs across six countries found, on average, about one quarter of CEOs' days are spent alone, including sending emails, another 10% is spent on personal matters, and 8% is spent traveling. The remainder, 56%, which mostly involves meetings, most of which are planned ahead of time, about one-third of the time CEOs spend with others is one-on-one, two-thirds is with more than one person. Using John Cotter's distinction between leaders and managers, the Harvard Business Review article suggests that both leader-type and manager-type CEOs spend considerable time interacting with others. Additionally, the research found CEOs who tilt more leader than manager run more productive and more profitable companies. And to HBR's surprise, these previously ignored behavioral differences across CEOs have quite a large association with firm productivity, about one-fifth as big as the impact of a firm's capital inputs, machinery, equipment, buildings, and so on. In essence, leadership is a full-contact sport. Leadership involves high levels of human interaction and effective communication. The images we see splashed across our television screens 
aren't necessarily in keeping with global business leadership, and the stereotype that great leaders win largely because of technology is false. Great technology in the hands of a misaligned workforce or applied to the wrong opportunity is worthless. So here's my two cents, although unlike the interviewer, you weren't necessarily asking for my opinion. When in doubt as a leader, get out of your office and ask a team member, a customer, or a shareholder, what's on your mind? And follow that up with, tell me more. Thanks, John Gaynor, Ben Salzman, and so many other great leaders with whom I've worked for teaching me the human side of the CEO role.